I've been listening to a couple podcast uh, news related, you know, news podcasts like Daily News, right? That's the biggest one. Daily News, they're New York Times, um, uh, big podcast, Daily News, BBC News, whatever it is. Uh, all those news podcasts, one thing that I do notice they have in common, they have an enemy. They have somebody that they constantly attack. Hey, what's going on, my qualifiers? Welcome to another episode of Unqualified News with your host, M. Mauricio, that's me. And talking about those enemies, I mean, it's pretty obvious who the enemies are, right? You know, CNN hates Republicans, Fox hates Democrats, and uh, the other ones, well. So I'm listening to these podcasts, and uh, they, a lot of them, they're just like, you know, phoning somebody in with like really shitty, like you can't even understand what they're saying because it's so muffled. Uh, they'll, they'll talk to somebody and they're like heavy Democrat or heavy Republican. And then they'll talk to like somebody that works at a place, you know, they're just regular people with uh, regular opinions. And I've noticed that they pick people that are very like, I'm, you know, I'm so left. I'm very left. I'm not moving from here. And I've noticed that they'll start attacking uh, the Republicans will be like, ah, oh, da, 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 because of the Democrats, you know, if the Democrats didn't do this, or, ah, oh, well, you know, those Republicans, if the Republicans weren't doing this, and that's what I've noticed, that, that right there, man, I'm making my life so much harder by trying to spread love and unity when I could be attacking somebody, so I should choose, I gotta choose somebody, right, so, bear with me here, <laughs> I've noticed that I think I'm going to have to kind of attack a certain sector of people. You know what I'm saying? What I stand for is what's right, right? And that could get a little hazy because what's right for me may not be right for you and da 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 But we all know what's right. We all know what's right. You know, you know that little feeling you get when something wrong is happening? That little feeling you get when you feel like somebody's being a little unfair? You know that feeling. Everybody gets that feeling, man. We just ignore it. We tend to ignore it. That's the side that I'm on. I'm on the I'm on the whoever is correct side. As long as nobody's getting hurt and they're spreading love. Everything needs to come from a place of love, I think. You could be ignorant, that's okay. You could just not know, but you cannot say things to hurt others. That's my stance. So today, my enemy is negative people. We can all get on top of that, right? We can all get on the same boat that we don't like negativity. We don't like negative people. We don't like people that are like, hey, how's your day going? Uh, don't get me started. Like, bro, just just say all right, man. Like, I really don't fucking care. You know what I'm saying? Those people. So that's who Unqualified News is going to wage war against. Negative people. Because I did notice, man, CNN, ABC, Fox, they got a lot of followers. And uh, a lot of the comments are always like, fuck the Democrats or fuck the Republicans. Or like, you know, everybody's all very team-based, you know what I'm saying? I want everybody on my team. I want Republicans, Democrats. I feel like we can all have a conversation and still be able to go out for brunch the next day. You know what I'm saying? But uh, enough of that. So my qualifiers on episode number 42, I bring you guys three articles. First article is from NPR News, npr.org. And it's kind of like a transcript of a couple doctors 
you know, people that know stuff, um, talking about COVID. To me, they sound like regular old people like you and me, but they're doctors, so they must know what, what's going on. So that's a good article to uh, just listen in, listen in. It's just a bunch of regular people, doctors, talking, you know, about uh, COVID. There's another article here from Yahoo News, and this one is just a fun article I wanted to bring up. I saw it, I'm like, what? These type of articles catch my eye just because I'm a coin collector, okay? I'm a coin collector, I collect coins, historical coins. So this one caught my eye. And it's uh, a, some guy went on vacation and decided to go on vacation and clean up the seabed in Spain. And he was rewarded heavily for that. Found a bunch of gold coins. Bitcoin is slumping in China. Bitcoin is slumping. There's an article from aljazeera.com. China is waging war on cryptocurrency. I mean, we already heard a couple months ago, right? The U.S. was saying, hey, man, uh, cryptocurrency, so much energy is being used. But um, we kind of like forgot about it already, right? <laughs> China didn't forget. So they're attacking crypto heavy. And you guys already know this. Bitcoin dropped a lot. Dogecoin dropped a lot. Uh, Ethereum. Those are the only three that I really follow. But uh, every cryptocurrency basically dropped. I believe it'll bounce right back up, though. I mean, I do truly believe that, but. If you have the money, go ahead and buy now that it dipped. And becoming a crowd favorite, OJ on sports. We got OJ on sports. Uh, this time around, he's mainly talking about Tom Brady for some reason. All right, my clover is catching a bit. People who receive Moderna or J&J vaccines await news on boosters. This one is from a conversation on Weekend Edition Sunday, NPR News, by Mikaelin Duklev. The FDA approved a third booster shot for people over age 65 and others at increased risk who have received the Pfizer vaccine. But what about the people who received the Moderna or J&J &J vaccines? Lulu Garcia Navarro, host, for people over 65, the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention has recommended a COVID booster shot six months after their initial course of the vaccine. The agency also recommended that people in long-term care facilities receive a booster, as well as other age groups with underlying medical conditions and people whose jobs increase their exposure, like healthcare workers. But, and this is key, the authorization is only for those who receive the Pfizer vaccine. So what about the more than 80 million Americans who've gotten other vaccines? Here's NPR's Mikaelin Duklev. A panel of scientists and doctors who advised the CDC met this week to discuss the Pfizer booster. But several panelists, including Dr. Helen Kiep Talbot at Vanderbilt University, felt there was a more urgent matter at hand, a booster for the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Helen Kiep Talbot, to me, the biggest policy question out there is the Johnson & Johnson. I worry we're getting distracted by the question of boosters of Pfizer when we have bigger and more important things to do in the pandemic. Duclef, here's the problem. The CDC is recommending a booster for Pfizer because the vaccine's protection against severe disease has declined for people over 65. 
But Dr. Monica Gandhi at the University of California, San Francisco says the efficacy of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine has dropped off even further for people of all ages. Monica Gandhi. Unfortunately, Johnson and Johnson is down to 71% in light of the Delta variant currently in the United States. Duclef. And to clarify that, 70%, 71%, that's across all age groups too, not just like people over 65. Gandhi. Correct. So that is a great point. And that really is the data that I think is making a lot of us say, okay, let's get some recommendations from the CDC and what to do with Johnson & Johnson. We need this to happen quickly. Duclef. So quickly, in fact, that Gandhi and her colleagues haven't waited for federal health agencies to sign off on boosters for J&J &J vaccine recipients. Gandhi. Though we couldn't officially recommend it, we supplied Pfizer mRNA booster shots to anyone who had gotten Johnson & Johnson vaccines over the last two months. Duclef. Johnson & Johnson has submitted preliminary data to the Food and Drug Administration showing that a booster shot likely works well. It likely raises protection against severe disease. And as Gandhi points out, there's data from the UK showing that mRNA vaccines like Pfizer can be safe boosters for other types of vaccines. So, she says, if you got the J&J &J vaccine and want a booster, go see a doctor. Gandhi, they will likely recommend it, even while we're waiting. A booster shot with either an mRNA vaccine or, if available, they could get a second Johnson & Johnson. Duclef, okay, so that's J&J. &J. What about Moderna? 67 million Americans got that vaccine. And in terms of efficacy, it's holding up the best, even among older people. The CDC reported this week that it gives 97% protection against hospitalization for adults under the age of 65 and 87% protection for people over 65. Still, Moderna has already submitted data to the FDA seeking authorization for a booster. The Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy said Friday that the goal is to give recommendations for both Moderna and J&J &J in the coming weeks. Soundbite of archived recording. Vivek Murthy, and I want to speak directly to those who receive Moderna and J&J. &J. Your health matters just as much as other vaccine recipients. And we want to make sure that your protection against COVID is strong and reliable as well. Duclef, in fact, Moderna isn't just currently testing one type of booster. It's testing three, including one that could directly help you fight off two coronavirus variants. And there you have it. That's from NPR.org from the weekend edition Sunday. I guess uh, they were all sitting down and talking. So there's basically a transcript here. So they're going back and forth. Um, Ducliffe, uh, Helen Keep, and Gandhi. So a bunch of doctors or whatever, right? People that talk about this shit talking about what's going on with the with the with the boosters because that's how you hear right you, you saw not just so long ago I, I was watching the news the regular old uh C, you know cnn cbs abc you name it and uh there it was plastered right in the, in the front for like five days straight uh, mr joe biden president joe biden that um guy was getting uh, his booster shot and uh you know something like i was looking at it and uh I just would have felt I look this is this is me this is just me the way I think the way my mind works 
Like, I know what you're doing, man. Like, I know that what you're doing is you're trying to make us get the boosters or get the vaccine, right? By by televising this charade, this whole... Like, I think about what, like, the minutes before they pressed play on that recording, you know, on that camera when they're like, all right, here we go, Mr. President. All right, smile. You know what I mean? <sighs> that whole, like, that whole show, you know? That's what I think about, like... What was happening right before, right before the show started? You know what I'm saying? And I was thinking about how much work it takes for somebody to orchestrate something like that, you know, just like to be a producer of a, of a sitcom or whatnot. Hold on, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere with this. So what I was thinking as, wouldn't it be awesome if the United States government would televise like a, a weekly, like every Monday, every Tuesday, Hey, America, wake up to good health or, 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 you know, whatever, man. I need some writers, but you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, America, let's work out. Let's get healthy. Some shit like that. But no, why, why, why? That's so much work, huh? It's so much work to get healthy. It's so much work to do work. It's so much easier to just give me the vaccine, man. I'll be fine. I'll wear that mask, whatever. Can I still wear the mask to McDonald's? Cool. You know what I mean? That's what I see. The American government should focus on trying to make Americans better people instead of just putting on band-aids. But hey. Amateur divers find an incredible treasure trove of gold coins from the Roman Empire while cleaning up trash on the seabed. This one is from Yahoo News. News.yahoo.com by Alia Shaib. Free divers off the coast of Spain have uncovered a treasure trove of 53 perfectly preserved gold coins from the Roman Empire, one of the largest collections ever found in Europe. Brothers-in-law, Luis Lenz and Cesar Gimeno were free diving in the Mediterranean Sea while on vacation in Zabia, Spain, cleaning up trash, according to the Times. As they explored the underwater scenery, they came across a shiny object that resembled a 10-cent coin, newspaper El País said. After retrieving the object, they noticed an inscription with an ancient Greek or Roman face and assumed it was from jewelry. Using a corkscrew of a Swiss army knife, they discovered another seven coins embedded in a rock crevice. After reporting the discovery to local authorities, a team of scuba divers and archaeologists uncovered a total of 53 gold coins, three nails, and some remains of what appears to be a chest. Scientists from the University Institute for Research in Archaeology and Historical Heritage analyzed the coins. They found they were from the end of the 4th century and the beginning of the 5th century. It's incredible. It's every child's dream to find a treasure, Luis Lenz told El País. It is one of the largest sets of Roman gold coins found in Spain and Europe, said Jamie Molina, head of the team of underwater archaeologists from the University of Alicante, in a press release. What makes the discovery even more unusual is how perfectly preserved the coins were. Researchers were able to identify the emperors on the coins. Valentinian I, three coins. Valentinian II, seven coins. Todosio I, 15 coins. 
Arcadia, 17 coins, Honorius, 10 coins, and an unidentified coin. Molina said that the discovery could provide a multitude of new information to understand the final phase of the fall of the Western Roman Empire. Historians said that the coins could have been intentionally hidden to avoid looting barbarians, such as the Alans. They said the coins shed light on the historical moment of insecurity with the arrival of barbarian people, such as the Suebe, Vandals, and Alans, leading the, to the fall of the Roman Empire. The coins will be restored and exhibited in the Solar Blasco Archaeological and Ethnographic Museum of Zabia, the University of Alicante said. There you go, guys and gals. That's a quick story from news.yahoo.com on gold coins found by some divers. Yo, I want to be, I want to be in a part of my life that when I go on vacation, I go somewhere to a different country to clean up trash in their oceans. That's where I want to be in my life. I want to be in my life where I can spend thousands of dollars on a ticket to fly to another country on vacation and clean up trash from the oceans. That's, that's living right there, baby. Another thing on these coins, people don't know, but a 10 cent, just pick up a dime real quick. A little dime, if that's solid gold, that's over a thousand dollars almost. If that's solid gold, probably, maybe not a thousand, maybe 500, but. <laughs> and this is a perfect timing for a shameless plug. You'll notice that on my podcast notes, on the description of the podcast, I actually added a link. Uh, I've mentioned in the previous episodes in the past that I collect coins. I'm a big collector of coins. I like graded coins. I don't have, well, I do have some gold coins. Those are not on the, on the site though, but I do have some gold coins, but I love historical significance of, of the coins. You know, when I have these coins that I pick up from like, you know, I have one that's uh, a Poland coin from like 1625 or something like that. I pick it up and I look at it and I stare at it and I like to think like, wow, like, all the people that, that that held this coin, you know, all the transactions that this coin uh, went through, you know, I know it sounds so cheesy and so corny, but I do think about those type of things. So check out the link. There's a link on the podcast notes. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, I found that's a cool way to support the podcast. And you also end up getting something pretty cool. It's a historical coin. They're cool. Bitcoin slumps as China bans all cryptocurrency transactions. This one comes from aljazeera.com, my qualifiers, and it's a Bloomberg News article on aljazeera.com. China banned all crypto transactions and vowed to root out mining of digital assets, delivering the toughest blow yet to the industry. Crypto-related transactions will be considered illicit financial activity, including services provided by offshore exchanges. The People's Bank of China said on its website, it added that cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin and Tether, are not fiat currency and cannot be circulated. Bitcoin slumped in the wake of an announcement falling 8% to about $41,000 as of 9 a.m. in New York. Chinese officials are going further to stamp out crypto trading for its ties to fraud, money laundering, and excessive energy usage. China already has rules that bar banks from offering crypto-related services. To get around such rules, traders have moved to over-the-counter platforms and offshore exchanges. 
China's ban on all cryptocurrency trading activity will have some short-term impact on the currency's valuation, but long-term implications are likely to be muted, said Ganesh Viswanatha Trajash, an assistant professor of finance at Warwick Business School. While there are probably still Chinese onshore speculators, activity has already shifted out of the country over the years, said Clara Madeline, the research lead at data provider Kaiko. Crypto mining's massive energy consumption is also part of the reason the industry is coming under scrutiny. In a separate statement, China's economic planning agency said it's an urgent task to root out crypto mining and the crackdown is important to meet carbon goals. China is facing a severe power crisis that's already roiled commodities, from aluminum to steel, and several industries have seen their power supplies curbed in the last few weeks. The country is home to a large concentration of the world's crypto miners, and as recently as April, had a 46% share of the global hash rate, a measure of computing power used in mining and processing. According to Cambridge Bitcoin Electricity Consumption Index, the Chinese regulators have always been extreme in their views, and these comments are not new, said VJIR, head of Asia Pacific with cryptocurrency exchange Luno in Singapore. The interesting part is also why they continue making these statements. It's probably because they sense continued unabated activity in China, and hence having to go on and override, he added. China's renewed crackdown against crypto mining and trading activity started in May. That was the first time top officials had singled out crypto mining at the national level since dropping it in 2019 from a proposed list of dirty industries to be eliminated. The move caused a collapse in crypto prices, with Bitcoin losing about half its value between April and July this year. While the market has since recovered some ground, it's still far below the all-time high of 63000 and there you go, my qualifiers, aljazeera.com in cahoots with Bloomberg News bring you this article. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm almost positive I've mentioned in the past that China uh, does not like cryptocurrencies. And I know there's an episode in the past where I mentioned that China is the place where most crypto is, is being mined. So there's a lot, a lot of electricity being used up for, uh, for mining crypto. But what doesn't get mentioned in this article is that China is looking into a type of digital currency of their own, like a yuan or yen, but digital. That's the first thing that comes to mind when they're trying to regulate Bitcoin. I mean, they're not trying to regulate Bitcoin, they're trying to eradicate Bitcoin, actually. Hey, my qualifiers, welcome to another segment of OJ on Sports. That's a working title, I'm not uh, sure on that one. Uh, well, OJ's been mentioning uh, Tom Brady the whole week. This whole week he's been talking shit about Tom Brady. Maybe not shit, but... Alright, OJ, let us know what's going on in sports. Hey, to the world, it's me, yours truly getting ready to go hit the links. Uh... So I'm watching TV today, and it's all about Brady and Belichick, and uh, they're actually on, on one of the NFL channels were talking about Belichick, and they showed his record without Brady, uh, I guess trying to imply that Brady made Belichick. 
come on, it's a team sport. They made each other. A lot of those Super Bowls are the six that they won. I, I would say they won them, at least four of them, because of how well their defense played in New England. And this whole thing about the GOAT this and the GOAT that, and would Belichick be the GOAT without uh, Brady? Hey, does anybody say uh, that Red are back? Uh, wouldn't be considered uh, maybe the all-time greatest coach uh, without Bill Russell. He never won a championship without Russell, and Russell won a couple without him uh, on the floor. Um, even with uh, Phil Jackson, you know, Michael Jordan went five, six years without winning the championship, and everyone he won was with Bill Jackson. Um, um, but we don't argue it. Um, you can argue Phil has been the greatest of all time for what he did with Kobe. Uh, all of his championships was with Phil, uh, or what he did with Michael, and most people consider Michael the GOAT, the greatest of all time. It's a, it's a dumb argument. Uh, I will submit this. If last year, things had been opposite, if Belichick left and went down to Tampa with all that talent, I gotta argue they would have a good chance of going to the Super Bowl because I thought they had a good chance the year before if Jameis hadn't thrown all those interceptions. If Brady had stayed in New England and quarterbacked the Patriots last year, there's no way they would even make the playoffs. I'm just saying, hey, together, they were both the GOATs. Take care. Get your shots. Wear your masks. All right, OJ, thanks for that. And you heard OJ, get your shots and wear your mask. All righty, my qualifiers, thanks for listening. Again, always appreciate your listen. And you probably already noticed I also changed my artwork on the podcast. Now, it looks a little nicer, um, less busy, you know what I mean? Kind of stands out a bit. So, I like that one a little better. Another thing I did, I also added a link on the podcast notes. If you want to support the podcast, click the link and take a look at all the historical coins I got in there. Pretty cool. You know what I mean? You buy something, it does support the podcast. I'll use that to, I don't know, get gear, get some Red Bulls or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) Again, I appreciate you guys and gals, my qualifiers, my listeners. Love you so much and uh, peace.